Hello and welcome to Worship Conversations, a podcast by Awakened Generation. We are a worship missions organization based in Singapore with a passion to equip and empower the church in all things worship. Today we begin a new series entitled Deep Dive, where we explore core topics in our AG Worship School and answer our students' questions. On today's episode, Ellerys shares about the importance of the heart of worship. We don't want his power without a relationship with him. We pray that this will be a blessing to you. Hello everybody and welcome back to Worship Conversations, a podcast by Awakened Generation. And do you know this is the start of the third year of our podcast? Yay! Yay! Wonderful. Yeah, I, I know. thought you were going to say this is the hundredth episode or something. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't count how many episodes <laughs> we've had, but maybe I should. We'll I just should. Keep, keep going. going. Keep yeah, going. yeah, we should keep going. <laughs> um, and uh, we are back with new seasons this year, new uh, new ideas for yeah. our podcast new conversations um, today we're actually gonna do this start this new series called deep dive come on let's dive deep dive deep <laughs> dive deep into what <laughs> that's to god's word into his heart that's right <laughs> so in our worship school we have uh, every start of the month all our students gather together for a uh, bible teaching on worship um and we thought that this year we're going to bring you along with us um, and deep dive into each of our topics mm. uh, every single month. So how this works is that uh, we would just briefly share what was being shared at Convergence. Mm -hmm. um, and we will answer some of the questions and the case studies that our students uh, give to us. Mm. And we hope that this will really encourage you and help you in your journey as a worshipper. Sounds good. And of course, you know, with me, you've already heard their voice and you know them uh, very well. Uh, we have our senior leaders from Awakened Generation here with us. We have Ellerys and Kelvin. Good to be Yay. back. Good yeah. to be back. Yeah. <coughs> right. So today's topic is power of, of worship. worship. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was going to say power of love. Oh <laughs> yeah. So. Um, power worship and yeah. you know on Monday that was mm. the first time our students gathered together for yeah. convergence mm -hmm. and we started with a, a big topic the power worship yeah um, and so yeah I'm just gonna uh, want to pick your brains Alaris about what you shared from uh, that convergence yeah something you said okay I think when you started your your message right it was like mm -hmm. bam 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 and then I was like hit left right and I was like wow <laughs> so many words of truth um, yeah. And you started with this, right? There is no formula or shortcut mm. to the power of worship. Yep. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that was an important thing to start with? Because I think sometimes we can get caught up with the, the benefits without first seeking relationship mm. with God. Because, um, I mean, it's a great thing to receive the blessings from God. But, if we, but the greatest blessing is to actually know God. Wow. Um, and, and so what I shared was that um, actually like there's no shortcut or method to the power of worship, but it actually starts with a heart of worship, or in other words, uh, purity of heart. Mm. Um, and there's no shortcut to purity, <laughs> right? That's right? It's about being in relationship yeah. with the Holy God and yeah. every day uh, choosing to be like Him and letting His power transform us. Yeah. Um, and, and really when we want to see the power of God move in our lives, why it starts with a heart of worship is because with a heart of worship, 
you are so connected to the father that you hear his voice and you step out in obedience mm. and that is the very thing that leads to you encountering uh, God or, or, or him showing himself in such powerful ways yeah, yeah. so actually the, the, the power of worship is actually linked to, linked to obedience and obedience starts with having a pure heart that seeks God right yeah. I mean this is Jesus' uh, Sermon on the Mount, right? <clears throat> that uh, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think so often as humans, we want formulas. We, Especially Asians. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is the truth. And I find it in myself all the time. Like, And I find people asking me this question as well. Like, yeah. if I feel that there is hindrances to prayer, like, how do I fix this? Mm. Right? And like, what can I do? to mm. solve this and and they want like step one, step two, <laughs> step three, you know? And and yes, you can give steps in a way, mm. but the process isn't quite as straightforward as we would like it to be. Yeah, it has to be our walk with God has to be relational. Yeah. You know, it's not a formula. <clears throat> it's you know, like even even when I when I read the word, sometimes people want to read it in a knowledge based sort of way where it's like give me the three things I can memorize about God yeah. but actually the Bible is a doorway to his heart wow. the Bible the word mm. is is a doorway to connecting with his heart <coughs> yeah. and so um, the way that I approach even reading the word is like it's the father speaking directly to my heart wow. and he um, I allow him to highlight different things in his word that um that he's speaking in the now for me because that is exactly what I need to grow in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's a, you know, that, that's a relational approach. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, if you look at relationships in life, like you don't do stuff to, like you don't do step one, step two, step three to earn that person's love, Exactly. Right? And like, this is what I always share, like in one-to-one mentorings with students as well. Like, um, you know, it's just like my, my marriage with Calvin, right? It's like when I when I want to meet up with him, I don't have I don't prepare like a list of things <laughs> that I'm going to I'm yeah. cook steak. Yeah, yeah. I don't prepare a list of things that like I'm gonna, you yeah. know, talk to him about. I don't prepare a speech. Yeah. Right? So I actually, you know, like I just I meet with him and I I feel his heart, I hear his heart, and and I just share because of our relationship. Yeah. But I feel like sometimes even in our approach with God, mm-hmm. it's so formulaic yeah. where it's like, y- you know, even in a service, people feel like they need to memorize what they're going to say yeah. um, to God or even to the people. But everything yeah. should be in the moment of la- like in the now relating yeah. to a person because you're connected in yeah. the heart. Yeah. I hope that makes sense. It does. I, I was... Uh, I was reminded by a, a actually a, a very powerful quote that I kind of helped me understand as well. Um, it's a quote from Bill, and he says that that principle without presence is like a kingdom without a king. Mm-hmm. And I think we can memorize, we can have all the principles, but we don't know the person. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And 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 so I can I can read all about Ellery's. I can understand her background and everything, but if I don't pursue her relationally, there's no relationship, it's not life, it's just yeah. information. Yeah. And so I think, I think that's so important that, you know, the power of worship begins with the heart of worship, which is intimacy, mm-hmm. is knowing Him. Because when you know Him, then you know actually how powerful He is and who He is, what He represents, and yeah. that you long for His encounter, you long for His presence. 
him to speak to you. So, and 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 when you're able to receive from him, then you're able to obey. You know, yeah. and, and vice versa, when you obey, then the Lord says that you know Jesus said very clearly, if you love me, you obey me, and if you obey me, you love me. Mm. And so it's not one or the other. It's actually it goes hand in hand together yeah. as well. And so I think every worshiper should understand, or at least pursue after that, that um, you know. To know him is to love his word, and to love his word is to know him. Mm. And uh, I think that's, that's very important. So yeah, I definitely agree and, and, and concur what Alice shared. Yeah. yeah. Like, so we can only mm. encounter God if we, when we enter into worship, when we come with that purity of heart. And I think understanding what Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart, for mm. they, sh- they, will. They, they, will they will see, see God. God. It's not they yeah. may yeah. see God, it's that we will. Yeah. Um, so let's just talk a little bit about that purity of heart mm. thing. Um, can you share more about this? Yeah, I think I think um, another way to describe purity in heart is is holiness. Um, and I studied that <laughs> <laughs> the Hebrew word for holiness is kadosh, which is also coincidentally the name of the very nice bakery in Jerusalem. Oh, really? Yeah, it's called oh. kadosh. Oh. Kadosh. Which, yeah. Which means... Ho- I, I don't know. Or is there like double meaning? Meaning? So, okay. It's not skadosh, okay. is it? But <laughs> those croissants would be pretty holy. <laughs> kadosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but the meaning of, of holiness is, is to be set apart. Mm. Um and and actually it, it it describes uh who god is and what belongs to him yeah and so actually like sometimes we think that we need to work our way to attain holiness um, but i think the first most important thing to remember is that when we have given our lives to jesus um now he puts his name on, on us and now we belong to him. Yeah. So he says to to be holy, um, as he is holy. You know, and so I think um, many of us may struggle sometimes, like with this topic of holiness, right? Mm-hmm. Like you feel less than, you feel unworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you have faith to believe that if Christ is in your life, you are no longer the same person mm. uh, but it says in his word right second corinthians five seventeen, that the old is gone the new has come yeah. and you are a new creation yeah. and part of the characteristic of being that new creation is holiness yeah. which it, which when we say set apart it means uncommon you yeah. know that means you're going to look very different um to uh to culture yeah. to the rest of the world um but holiness is 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 uh, is a characteristic of God that you yeah. cannot find anywhere else yeah. on the earth yeah. or the universe. So I think it's it's a great privilege, <laughs> you know, that we yeah. are now part of a family, mm-hmm. where um, uh, it you know uh, where it's uncommon. You yeah. know, you're you're not going to look like the rest of the world. In fact, you will stand out, yeah. and by standing out, you invite others um, into coming into this family and coming yeah. into this kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what Jesus said, like that that we are in this world and not but not of the world. Yeah. And I think that's that's what holiness is or being holy is. Um and I think, you know, when, when God says be holy for I am holy, yeah. that's just a beautiful invitation. I used to read it as like a like, oh, you must be <laughs> holy because I'm holy. You like you get act together, you know. Like, How come like, you scold people? Your S- Singapore accent yeah, comes yeah, out because yeah. <laughs> uh, it's more effective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
there's the voice in my head. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but um now I'm reading it more as an invitation from the Lord. Yeah. Like you can be holy. Yeah. Because I am holy and yeah. I have given yeah. you a way and yeah. I have justified you yeah. so that you can be holy. Exactly. Like this is mm. like God reminding us of our true identity in Him. Yeah. Because um, even after you give your life to the Lord, do you think the enemy is going to be like, oh, you know, I'm not going to do anything now. <laughs> no, yeah. the enemy even is going to be yeah, actually. even more annoyed that now you're living your life for Jesus. And so he's going to do everything that he can to bring you back to your old ways, to try to condemn you, to speak lies into your head and your heart that, that you know, that you're still a sinner, yeah. you know, that, that you're not holy. Yeah. And so that's why I think it's so beautiful that, that yeah. God says that, you know, that uh, we're holy simply because we belong to Him. Yeah, wow. You know, and, and He reminds us that, hey, you don't, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to entertain all these different sins or compromise in your life because I have something way better for you, my yeah. child. You know, yeah. that, that's, that's, that's the Father's heart, you know. So good. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that I was thinking about how holiness is connected to the way how we see God and then we become like Him mm. because holiness is about being set apart, right? And I can't, can't stop thinking about this image about how when a newborn infant, um, you know, uh, parents will pick up the infant and will smile and look and then the baby will begin to reflect and begin to imitate the look of the parent by smiling or mm. by you know facial expression i think that's why we when we pray the benediction you know may your countenance shine upon us and so we radiate that and, and i think that that to obtain holiness is is, is actually to be to encounter the person who is holy mm. i mean i'm thinking about how in the book of isaiah when <clears throat> you know when, when it talks about how the cherubims you know when they surround the presence of the lord and they saw the lord and they can't help but say holy 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 mm. see and of course, when Isaiah saw that, how the, the majesty and the holiness of God, he was undone. Yeah. And I think that's the part that, the, the, the struggle that we have is that when we come to the presence of God, we feel unworthy. But because we look at our own self and we think that we are ugly or we have, we're tainted and stuff. But that's the beautiful part is that the holiness and the purity of the Lord and His, you know, the Holy Spirit comes into our life, mm. who our vessel is unclean, but He makes it clean for us mm. when we allowed Him to cleanse us. And that's what He did with Isaiah. He used a, a coal and He cleansed His lips and now you are made clean. Yeah. Yeah. And so actually, that's the beautiful part is that, I mean, when I look at scriptures, like how Jesus encountered every sinner that you can think about. I'm thinking about the woman at the well. I'm thinking about um, one of my favorite characters in, in, in the New Testament, Zacchaeus. Mm. I mean, that that dude was just looking at Jesus from a tree, and Jesus saw him and says, "Come down, Zacchaeus. I want to come die in your house." Yeah. And Zacchaeus was so moved that he can't help. I mean, the, uh, uh, the chief tax collector in a country. I mean, that's how bad it can get. You know, hated by his own people, and then he's a, you know, yeah, a traitor. Double, double traitor. You know, and so forth. And then the moment he encountered Jesus, he saw the holiness of who he is. Yeah. He can't help but to become more like him by saying, I'm going to change. Yeah. So actually, holiness leads to transformation. Yeah. So how do we know when we transform? Is when we behold the beauty of God, when we look at him, when yeah. we want to be like him, it just changed on the inside out. Yeah. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He, he transforms us. He, he makes us into, like what Ellery say, mm. a new creation so that we're no longer 
bound by the, the, the slavery of sin, but we mm. want to become more like him. And therefore, we begin to love what he loves and hate what he hates. Yeah. 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 I think that Isaiah 6 passage is just so powerful because mm. this was pre-Jesus, right? Mm. Yeah. But then Isaiah <laughs> could come before the presence of God, enter the throne room and, yeah. and, and, and see this awesome picture, like the worship, the cherubims worshipping. Mm. Um, and, and his first response is, is woe is me. Mm. For I am a man of unclean mm. lips and live amongst the people of unclean lips. And it was like that moment of recognition of our unworthiness, our unholiness. Mm. Mm. But the Lord comes yep. and yep. makes a way and cleanses us. Yep. And what more we have that in Christ Jesus now. Yes. Yep. Um, and like what Eloise said during convergence, right? Revival mm. is marked with repentance. Mm. Yep. And so like, you know, when we come to worship, when we come into um, beholding the Lord corporately or in our own, mm. in our own secret places, like... Um, I think repentance is our heart of, of like that, that just that, that desire to say, God, like, I want to turn back to you. That's right. Like, you know, I am human, I am sinful, I'm so unworthy. Yeah. So I repent and I turn to you knowing that you have made a way. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, because, you know, like with what's going on with Asbury University, like what happened mm. and, and um, all these sparks that have been happening yeah. around the world. Yeah. Um, I think it's just beautiful that, you know, we can see revival happen in our lifetime. Yeah. Um, but to also see that the the hearts of people turning back to the Lord. Come I think on. that's the bigger thing. Like yeah. more than just the singing or the like the endless, you know, like yeah. it didn't end. The worship didn't end. I was like, yeah, yeah, but actually what was more beautiful was that people's hearts were drawn to the Lord again and turning to him. That's right. Um yeah. My yep. little spiel. Very good. So, you know, this year our, our school theme is a royal priesthood, right? And you also said this marvellous line. You said, if we want to walk in our inheritance as a royal priesthood, mm. set apart, holy, before the Lord, then mm. we cannot walk as slaves to sin. Ooh. Do you remember saying that? <laughs> I yes. think so. I think it was a very Holy Spirit-inspired line. It was like the... Yeah. <coughs> It's like the mic drop. Yeah, mic yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I, I think that's yeah. so true. Like, because now we are new creations, mm. right? And so we have to intentionally or eagerly walk in the inheritance that we've been given as yeah. new creations. Yeah. And not um, constantly thinking of ourselves as sinners or. Yeah, because I, I think <coughs> honestly, like, it's a, almost a predominant way of thinking in the church that, mm. you know, I mean, we even say it, right? Like, we're sinners saved by grace, which is true of our old life. But now that you've come into Christ, um, your righteousness is from Him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, that's why I think it's, it's so powerful in the Word when it says that it's His kindness that leads us into repentance, mm -hmm. right? Uh, because um, God doesn't try to condemn you out of sin. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, that's what the enemy does and it doesn't work <laughs> he doesn't bring our sin yeah yeah it's, it's because it's when you experience the kindness and the goodness of god yeah. where your attraction to sin just disappears does, yeah. like you know, your appetite for sin just decreases yeah. because you have tasted and seen something more beautiful wow. um and so um so it's so important for us as uh believers now is it's you need to renew your thinking, right? That's yeah. what it says in Romans 12, do not conform to the patterns of this world, yeah. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. And so now um, it's important that when, even when you um, are faced with temptations or even when you make a mistake, um, you know, don't um, go into that spiral of 
oh no, it's just because I'm I will I will I'm a sinner and I will always do this yeah, and uh, yeah. um, go to the throne room of God yeah. <laughs> because He gives us grace and mercy. Jesus yeah. is the great high priest, um, and Confess. remember who you are in Him. Yeah, yes, remember who you are in Him. That that you <clears throat> are holy before yeah. Him. Um, again, not by what you have done, yeah. but because of what He has done, yeah. um, and that now um, that is your. That is your promise. That is your inheritance. Oh. Yeah. So I love the fact that when when we make mistakes, God doesn't, um, you know, try to condemn the sin out of us. Mm-hmm. Um, he calls us higher and says, "Hey, remember who you are. Yeah. Remember who you are. Be holy, for I am yeah. holy." Mm-hmm. Wow. So how how can we walk in this purity of heart when it comes to worship? So how are? <laughs> do you have a formula, Eloise? <laughs> well, one of my no my no favorite uh, verses, <laughs> one of my favorite verses that reminds me how to walk in holiness is Second Corinthians three eighteen, and we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory. In other words, behold the Lord's glory are being transformed into His image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So if we are to be transformed into his image, which is a holy image, then the, the key to walking in holiness first is that you need to behold God. You need mm-hmm. to contemplate the glory of God. You need to immerse yourself <laughs> in his glory. And, and honestly, seriously, one of the, the, the most powerful ways to do that is worship. Yeah, it's, it's worship, you yeah. know? And, and there, there are so many times where... Um, you know, where I feel whether it's like I'm battling with confusion or attacks on my identity or where I'm feeling lost. And it's always in worship, um, whether it's like I'm, I'm listening to a worship song or whether it's I'm, I'm in an environment of worship in, mm. in a church or a prayer meeting. That's when like I hear his voice oh. so clearly. I, I, I have revelation from the Lord. Um, and that is, and hearing his voice is what makes me come alive. That yeah. that is that is seeing God. And when mm-hmm. you see God, and when you behold, like oh man, like thank you God, like you have so much wisdom. You're so kind. You're so good. That's when um, you overcome yeah. the the different temptations. So um, beholding God is 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 such a key for us in in growing in holiness. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to build. I mean, I think a lot of people love, I mean, either they love routine or they love a certain structure. I think structure is not bad. Structure is a good thing uh, when it supports and it cultivates the relationship. Mm. And so, you know, um, have, a, have a habit of creating a healthy habit where you wake up in the morning, you know. Um, I mean, that's why in church when we hear, yeah, either in prayer meeting or before the service starts, you know, uh, either the call to worship, the call to pray is always, okay, let's, quiet down our hearts uh, I don't know how that works when you're having a praise song but um, shut up heart <laughs> <laughs> you know or or let's prepare our hearts I, and I think the same way as well like you know before like people do it all the time like or before a massive business meeting or before you do a speech what do you do you go to a quiet place yeah. and you find that you're okay I need to gather my thoughts and so forth how important that is when we reserve that space for the Lord when we come before him yeah. Or we hear this 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 saying always, you know, or let's turn our hearts and our affection towards Him. Mm. You know, just like when when you when when you take a moment just to acknowledge, I you know, and it doesn't have to be like oh I have to go to a private or anything. Like in the morning um, when I wake up, this is what I I do a lot in my own space in my own time. I always take a moment when I'm in the bathroom, 
um, especially when you your hair's everywhere, your breath stings, and then you're brushing your teeth or you're combing your hair. But I think I always being yeah, being real. I mean, I take a moment to say, Lord, I, I acknowledge your presence here, mm. and I just want to say good morning to you. And, and a couple of things that I've learned over the years is, God, I want to give thanks to you for my salvation. Yeah. I want to give thanks to you, Lord, for blessing me with you know whoever's in your life, my mm-hmm. wife, my family. God, I want to give thanks to you for for giving me hope and you know joy and you know anything that you can be thankful for, yeah. because because that is connecting. In, in, mm. you know, intimately with him so that to know that the starting point of that is that I have it in my mind. I remember uh, one of the prophets uh, shared this as well that, you know, our day actually begins at night. Mm. You know, and I say by that is that when you sleep, do you have him in your mind when you dream? That you want to dream God's dreams in you. You want to communicate with him when you wake up. And so, yeah, I have, have a healthy routine of, of, of having that. Again, I don't know why people, okay, you have your devotion in the morning and then you set the time. But for me, I constantly have the Lord in my thought because He is central to everything that I do. Worship is actually beholding Him in everything that you do. Uh, so it's not limited by space. It's, you know, when I'm at workplace, I'm actually worshiping Him yeah. in, in how I, 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 I seek the Lord for wisdom. And when I'm worshiping Him, when, when I'm having conversation with somebody and saying, okay, God, how can I be a blessing to this person? Yeah. How can I encourage this person? So it's, it's not formulated in such a way that, oh, okay, this compartmentalized of, of how we can meet God. And I, I think that, but it helps when you have that, at least yeah. that starting point of, of routine. Yeah. How do you do? How do you, you know, have your time and devotion to the Lord? Um, I think when it comes to purity of heart, because I'm such an introspective person already, like actually sometimes I find that I, I can get very caught up with like the stuff I done wrong or like the things I didn't do well enough, like did I make a mistake here? Was mm. I not like kind in my words? And, and so I can mm. go down that spiral. Um, but actually what's really helpful with that is to just confess it, say like, yeah. Lord, I, I, I felt like maybe I didn't treat that person quite as kindly as I should have. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry for that and to just come back to his presence again. Yeah. So good. Um, so that I don't, because I often think like sometimes Sin does come between us and God, right? But then, but then it's also the lie of the enemy to say that like He has left you, mm. yep. like the, the that God has left you because you sinned. Mm. Um, but so I think it's just coming against that and having that bonus, you know. In in Hebrews it says to approach the the throne of grace, yes, right. you know, with confidence, yes, and knowing that we will find grace and mercy in our times of need. <coughs> and mm. I think that's what that is. Mm. Um, and. Yeah, and I just feel that with that, like the your worship can be like when you're singing, when you're worshiping, when even when you're worshiping with work or with like conversations with people, like those can be very honest and real. Yeah. You can just be yourself because there is no need to like like it's almost like it's like holiness is not like a like a hyped up thing anymore. It's not like a Mm, I'm holy and then like there's like 20% of the day that you feel holy and then the rest of the time you don't feel holy it's like no I, I am yeah, it's an identity yeah mm. and, and wow. I just walk in it with that freedom right. yeah. in, in everything that I do mm. yeah very good. good I love it love it too <laughs> great sharing right so shall we go into some student questions oh sure some good ones um, only two. Well, we'll make our students write more questions. <laughs> uh, after, after they hear this podcast, they'll be encouraged to yeah. like, send in their questions. So, first one. Um, big one. What if my church looks at worship as an appetizer before the sermon? 
Okay, my first thought with that is be humble. <laughs> Don't go and kick down the door of your pastor's office and be like, why is worship not enough? You have to, you have to walk in a spirit of humility yeah. first in the culture of honour. Uh, you are not the leader of the church. <laughs> your yeah. pastor is. <laughs> you know, um, and, and if this is a conviction that you have, uh, remember how I was saying earlier that um, scripture says that it's, it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance, meaning the changing of our, our heart and our mind towards God. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't, you don't, you know, scold and condemn people into, into, into your... Worship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I remember like this, this uh, great story by uh, one of my mentors, Pastor Nelly, who said when he, when in his early days when he was leading worship and he always got very irritated when yeah. like he's leading worship Me and he too. sees that people are not worshipping God and so one day he really did say, okay guys, like worship God, he's good, amen? And then no response. Worship God, guys, he's good, amen? No response. Worship God, you knuckleheads. <laughs> <laughs> I was there when it happened. <laughs> you like, call a knucklehead. How do you feel? <laughs> uh, I was in the music team. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that that doesn't work, guys. Uh, if if we feel that way, perhaps there's a little bit of pride in our hearts that, that wow. we need to we yes. need to um, address. Um, so so first, yeah, you have to have a a, a heart of humility um, in how you serve. Wow. Yeah, so if, if God is um, bringing this revelation in, remember it's not your, you, you're forcefully stuffing it down people's throats, yeah. um, but you just as God is, he's inviting us into something deeper of yeah. his heart. And so have that heart posture. Um, I would say also, secondly, is um, again, remember I, I talked about earlier that like worship is like not a method or formula. Mm. You know, God can actually show up very, very, very powerfully, even in the short, uh, in what you think appetizer time. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so so it's not, you know, you don't experience a power worship just because you have a 30-minute set as opposed to a 15-minute set. Yes, wow. <laughs> I know. Right? The power yeah, worship, yeah. like what I said, guys, it starts with the purity of heart. Wow. And so in that 15 minutes, if like, you know, you've been in communion with God and you've been hearing Him and you're doing exactly what He's saying to do in that 15 minutes, God can show up so powerfully. Wow. Yeah, and so I would say, you know, um, steward that. Steward that first, mm. you know, before like, oh, give me the, the, the 30 minutes, like it should be so much more. Um, just start with what you have yeah. first and make sure you steward that well. Make sure you obey God's voice um, in, with, with the 15 minutes that you do have. I would also encourage you with whatever leadership capacity that you're given, um, that you can begin to um, share with others yeah, um, sure. and, and teach and disciple in um, even in rehearsal times or practice times, um, the revelations about worship that God is, God is showing you. Yeah, yeah <coughs> so it, it could be a, a, a longer term thing, um, but make sure you do it with the, the right heart posture. And remember that God can show up very powerfully even, even with sure. whatever time that, yeah. that, that, wow. that you're given. Yeah. Wow. I'm so, like, I used to do that so much. <laughs> like, the jump! <laughs> Why are you not jumping? You're not happy, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, is it you, like you're a, not happy that Christ saved you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guilt, guilt, it's called it's a guilt trip people yeah. to worship yeah. God. And that's what the devil that's does. It's called manipulation. But I think that's that's good to recognize that because then again, the 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 role of a priest is first your ministry is unto the Lord. Exactly. Not to force people to exactly. You know, so the way how you model yourself to to minister to the Lord, then people will follow that because exactly. they see, oh wow, this is how you worship the Lord. Yeah. Not trying to 
um, I think entertain people or try yeah. to get them to hype it up. Yeah. So And yeah. I think if we come down to that that statement that we made about like you become what you behold, right? Mm. Then as people look upon you and your worship team, if if you guys are modeling yeah. really that heart of worship, That's that true. desire of the power of worship, right? Or yes. to, to minister to the Lord, then people will be naturally drawn to it. It might right. take a while. Yes. It might take a while, but but I think that's the that's probably the best way to do it because you don't want to tell people what to do because mm. then otherwise it would just be plain actions then you have yeah. all the because there's no revelation behind yeah. the action and then you yeah. tell people like clap and then like why now jump then they just jump but they're just jumping like yeah, yeah. there's no the, worship yeah there's no jump. there's no worship in that jump yeah. that's right so, so no they, I mean it's the same with <laughs> following like, orders so. it's the same with discipleship right you tell people to fix their lives and they fix it and then they're like bitter and like upset and mm. like there's actually no revelation or, or real breakthrough mm. because it was just trying to obey and then you know there's all that resentment and stuff that yeah. happens um, but yeah, I love your point about mm. the humility part mm. because I think so many of us like want to change our churches because mm. we we yes with the right revelations like yeah. yeah we may not our our leaders or in church or people in church may not be at that level of revelation yet but it's our role to serve yep that's right it's to serve and to disciple mm. until they get to that revelation and this is something like I had to learn mm. like you know having difficult conversations with people who don't see things the way I see it it's just yeah. like okay they don't have the revelation yet so what do I do well mm. my first posture is to pray mm. like Lord give our church the posture of worship mm. yeah. that we would desire to worship you and behold yeah. you that's right um, and then to model it, I think that's probably the best. And then, like you know, one one story is that I had this conversation with a, a pastor in church, and and I think we were like, the, like on a bit of disagreement when it comes to the importance of worship and, mm. and what worship can do. It's like mm. you know, um, there was a bit of disagreement there. And I, in that moment, I wanted to be like, you know, <laughs> you have a lesser revelation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's like the temptation is then. So like, I just remember I was I was in that moment. I was like, okay. You, you can't say anything nice now So you don't say anything mm. Like just quiet you know, Just be quiet and, and I remember like When I went home I just told a lot Like it's painful Like it's, it, it's terrible right It's like mm. you, you wish your, your leaders Or your mentors Would be at the same revelation as you Like mm. it's like Okay is there anything in me That needs to be checked Like Lord is there something in me Good. In, in me that, that needs to be checked And I think a big part of me Was like that honour Towards my leaders mm. Mm. And so when I chose that Mm. I said, okay, then Lord, you bring them to the revelation because mm. revelation cannot be told. That's yes, right. It has to be received. By yeah, the Lord. good, good, good. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So after that, I went, I went back and I prayed, and then, and then a week or two later, like that pastor actually came to a worship night, and then that night, like he he texted me at the end, and he was like, wow, like see how I, I I see when I saw the young people in the front worshiping with all their hearts, mm. um. And these are people that I know that are serving in the community and doing such great things for God. And yeah. I see their heart worship before the Lord. I, I finally realized like what worship is. And I was like, wow. Thank you, Jesus. Like, and then because it's their conviction, yeah. it's like, I was like, it's great. Good. good. Cool. So good. Love it. Yeah. So, so I think Very whoever good. gave that question, like, question I, I, hope this is, I hope this is helpful. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we will pray for you. We pray, yeah. we pray that your church will come to that revelation, but also that you will have the, you will have just that, that desire to serve the Lord first, you mm. know, minister to the Lord and to serve others. Mm. I think mm. that's <coughs> awesome. Um, question two. Uh, how does one keep going um, or keep the fire of worship or the fire of, of God going <laughs> in their lives? 
This question is for Kelvin. No, you can answer it. He's oh, the no, fire no, no, guy. No, go, go for it. Um, <laughs> stay in communion. I think uh, that's interesting. I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, the late Ron Habonki. <laughs> when uh, 2015, when I was at uh, the, the School of Evangelism and we were having that roundtable lunch and I happened to sit in the roundtable together and uh, just hearing him share about life and and one person asked this question how do you keep the fire burning yeah. and then you can tell with his boomy voice in the german accent he says what do you mean to keep the fire burning it's the fire that keeps you burning it's the <laughs> holy spirit that is powerful, that is powerful. <laughs> so it's like it's as if it's, you have to you know work your way i mean sure you know i think first of all is 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 the you know how do you host the presence of god how do you yeah. You know, is is communion with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's what I think keeps keeps you going. Is that that you know uh, that you are aware of His presence. You are aware. You know, it's like relationship. I don't. You know, when I'm. You know, when I'm in love with Ellery's or when we're married, I don't just say, "Okay, I'll call you once a month when I need you." No, there there is that intentional of pursuing the relationship. That's right. Um, and we laugh all the time. People say, well, you, you, both of you literally do everything together. Yeah. I say, yeah, I mean, we serve together. We run the ministry together. Go to the gym together. Go to the gym together. <laughs> almost well, Literally that. everything. Sometimes I will say, I hate, you know, do your own thing. I'll do my own thing. I know, but Ellery drinks coffee on her own. <laughs> yeah, I don't drink coffee. So <laughs> He plays tennis. I play tennis I on my own. I, I play sports <laughs> on my own. And, but I, I, I think that is really having that awareness and that communion. Yeah, and, that's good. And, and, and it's not about maintenance, it's about, I think that's the thing, it's not just maintaining, it's actually intentional pursuing it. Yeah. How does pursue look like? And, and I think that, um, you know, but I, I did last year talk about how, you know, one of the revelations that God gave or through the prophetic dream about the fire and the altar. Mm. And in Leviticus, yeah. what was it, Leviticus 6, Six 8, 9 to 13. Talks about how there was, a, there was instruction that was given to the priest when they, when they would uh, remove the ashes from the altar yeah, um, right. so that they can put new logwood in, which is true. But I think, you know, for someone uh, like myself that grew up in New Zealand, I, one of the jobs that I hated most, well, in fact, I mean, it's, it's, it seems very cool at the time, but when you actually live in New Zealand through the winters, you you know, and we have an old fireplace, and it's not like today there's gas only, yeah, and it's, yeah, it's yeah. the counterfeit Clean. fake ones, They're you know. But the, the, the real firewood, you get to smell it, you get to smell the burnt wood. Um, I had to prepare, and many times I, I would, you know, start the fire. Starting the fire is easy. Yeah, it's maintaining. You have to have all the woods, and then you, you have different matches and lights. But as you watch the fire burn, and the wood becomes ashes, you cannot, tr- you, you, you can't put new log wood inside without removing the ashes first. Yeah, yeah. And, and the ashes part is the difficult part because it, it can be messy. Yeah. But when you remove the ashes, you put a new little log wood, that's how the fire continues. But if you leave the fire on its own without removing the ashes, then the, the ashes will eventually snuff out. Not to say the fire is not important and powerful, but it's the fact that many times what hinders us or what help, what makes us lose sight or retract or even have the difficulty of hearing the Lord or feel like, feel like He's not with us is when we allow distractions, when we allow the cares and the busyness of life to drown out the voice of the Lord. And it can happen. 
and it has happened to many people yeah. or they they have opened the doors of their heart to if i can say very honestly idolatry yeah. things that that they you see that's why god you know that's why worship is so powerful because if we don't worship the lord we worship anything else other than the lord yeah, exactly. it, it, it is it is inviting idols in our life that really distracts us from yeah. that it snuffs out the fire of god yeah so i mean an example of a character that started well but didn't end really well is king solomon yeah i mean he was the the man he was the man that built the temple yeah. and then brought the sacrifice and my goodness you know you have you talk about you know new year's day fireworks i mean that was the day that the fire from heaven came and consumed the sacrifice and that shows that the lord was pleased but then you look throughout his life later on when his heart grew colder yeah. when he invites you know the different wives he has and the different concubines they brought in idols and he actually deviated him from the yeah. lord that's what some of the things that he wrote in ecclesiastes and you know um proverbs is all about vanity's vanity you know one thing is to fear the lord yeah. and so so we can learn from the mistakes and we can learn from you know those who really pursue the lord so yeah you know so i think this is a very very important question very powerful question but at the same time is that you know don't live a day without yeah being intentional in allowing the holy spirit or to cultivate to protect to guard that that's good. That's why I think it's important. You guard the garden of your heart to um, ensure that that the water is always flowing, that the sun is always shining, so that you can receive new nutrients that God's entrusted you with. Yeah, I think um, it's good to ask yourself the question of uh, what what fuel are you burning from, mm. right? Because um, it can come from two places. One is your own fuel, so meaning your own strength. Um, or it could be a uh, fuel that's empowered by the Holy Spirit, yeah. right? So when I say um, fuel that's your own strength, I think that's when we're like, oh, I should do my quiet time. Oh, I should relate to God somehow. Oh, I should pray. And it's almost like this guilt-tripping thing. Mm. That's the religious spirit. Mm. That's when you do something for God, like with no to revelation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not relating to Him as a father. You're mm. doing it because you still see yourself as a slave, mm, wow. you know? Um, but, uh, but, you know, when you, when you burn from the fuel that's from the Holy Spirit... Um, I, I believe a lot of that comes from like your it's like your strength comes from God himself like God is love and we love because God is love yeah. right and so when we then you know again going back to that beholding topic when we behold God and actually when you're in his presence you you're so empowered yeah. you know when you're in his presence like you 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 meditate and you see his love yeah. you you receive his grace yeah you know, you fall in love with God more and more. And so that is the fuel or the, or the fire that, 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 that keeps you burning. Yeah. yeah, and so now when you when you do things for God, it's not because you have to, but it's because I want to, yeah. because God is... I get to. Yeah, and so I think, I think for a large part of us, right, I think many of us, we need, we need to grow, like we need to spend more time uh, receiving his love in, in his presence. Good. Yeah, because I feel like, you know, um, maybe many of us, in, maybe as Asians or <laughs> Singaporeans, have the very Martha mindset, mm. you know, mm. where it's just like, I need to keep 
I need to keep doing. I need to keep doing. I need to keep doing. Uh, but we're not spending enough time. Um, Waiting. Yeah, yeah. Just being in his presence, yeah. being at his feet, yeah. just as Mary did, and and just enjoying God. Yeah. Yeah. It's when you enjoy God that 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 gives you the the fuel to keep on doing things for God. Yeah. Yeah. But if you keep doing things for God and you don't have you know the the input from Him, right. um, then you will burn out. And I, want, I just want to encourage, especially for those who are listening and watching as well, that, you know, there's no shame, there's no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus, especially, you know, when we have not, when we, we have been caught up with the business and we've mm. been distracted. I think the Holy Spirit is very kind to lead us into repentance. Yeah. And I think that's the scripture that's been coming along. His kindness that He nudges and says, hey, don't forget me. I think that's the beautiful part. Yeah. about the relationship is not oh I'm formulated or okay I better mm-hmm. well the Holy Spirit will remind you hey have you haven't, haven't spent much time with me hey mm-hmm. how's it going you, you, you seem to be relying on your own strength and uh, <laughs> you know and then when we are I love the fact that when we are weary and we are tired and then Jesus in his own beautiful words says come to me yeah. or you are weary and heavy laden come to me so there's always an invitation. That's right. And I love the fact that when we go through troubles and issues and we find ourselves caught in the middle of the storm, I, I find that that's when the Lord's kindness comes in and He gives us an invitation. That's step right. out. Step into me. Step. Yeah, step come to me. Mm. And, and I think that goes for any one of us here who, who may be burning in a different field. Good. I think it's acknowledging that. Yeah. You know, that's why confession of sin is acknowledging that, man, God, I, I made a mistake. I... I ran on the wrong track and acknowledging that says, but Lord, I want to turn back to you. That's right. Okay. Now you are plugged into the real That's fuel right. and the real source, which is the Holy Spirit. Now I can speak into you. Now I can convict you. Now I can counsel you. And when you walk in my ways, that, that you'll be blessed. So that's why, you know, we, we say this, right? I mean, in, in scriptures, you know, you want to be blessed? Okay, blessed is the man who, or blessed is the man and woman who walks in the way of the Lord, who, you know, do that, you know, so when you have that, that that's when you know you're blessed. And so, again, I just want to really encourage for those of us, I mean, yes, how do I shift back is, you know, is, is again, is that revelation, is the, the, the awakening of the spirit, awakening of the heart, like yeah. coming to our senses again. That's right. I mean, that's why Jesus told that story of the prodigal is when he came to his senses, mm-hmm. he says, what am I doing here yeah. in my father's house? There's so many room, there's space and everything. I'm gonna that's the invitation to come back. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well we've we've spoken a lot yeah, today lots uh, of about the power worship and yeah, honestly it was it was really very powerful. And so I thought to close, maybe Ellery, would you like to pray for us? Oh sure. Come, mm. let's pray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, Father, I thank you that we can rest in you. Mm. Lord, I, I thank you that, Lord, every time when we come into your presence feeling just a bit weak or just a bit tired or, or even feeling a little bit defeated, um, but Father, I thank you that you're pouring out your grace and your mercy. Mm. And I pray this for every one of our listeners, Lord. Um, many Christians with, with, with zeal, um, who are just hungry for more of you, Lord, and, and not relying on their own strength anymore. And so, Father, uh, we pray just even at this moment, um, would you strengthen each and everyone's hearts, 
Lord, would you um, just fill them afresh again with the power of your spirit. Father, may they respond to your invitation of, of coming closer, yes, um, of experiencing you, of, 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 of seeing your heart um, with a pure heart of worship, Lord. Mm. Help us to grow in this as a church, God, we pray. Help us to grow in this, Lord, that we will not be caught up with the, the busyness of life, um, but Father, that, um, Lord, that we will always choose, Lord, that, that place of communion with you. And it's not just a time of the day, but it's a 24-7 thing. Yes, it's an abiding God and teach us to abide, Lord. Um, Father, we know that, 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 you, that you bless us so that we can be a blessing to mm. the world. And so, Father, I pray that even as you fill us and strengthen us and help us to grow in this area of, 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 of um, really having the heart of worship, I, I pray, Lord, that, um, that many who don't know you yet will encounter um, the power of your presence, Amen. Lord, um, through us as vessels. So, Father, we just thank you for this time. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We pray that you have been blessed by what has been said but we can't speak about the power of worship without spending time in worship. So even as we close off today's episode, let's worship together. Here's Jesus I Come by Awakened Generation. If you're calling me, I will answer. And if you're bidding me to come, I will come And if you're leading me In a deeper waters May I not refuse Jesus, I come I surrender All for your glory I give my life here in this moment, I'm marked forever. I am yours. If you're drawing me closer, and if you're
Just a glimpse.